What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. Dean is literally about to blow a gasket. Brother, brother, <laughs> um, brother. Christine and George are here with you guys. And we have a special episode here. And I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily say it's special, but it's out of the norm from what uh, I normally like to do. But it is something I'm going to incorporate more uh, after our uh, December break going into 2023. Um, we are doing a top 10 list here on the Hot Tag uh, because since there's a, uh, about, you know, what, two weeks left of, um, of, of October before I get into my Survivor Series coverage, I figured we'll mix in some things uh, that are pretty fun that usually garner a lot of downloads. But also, it's just cool to talk about. And tonight is a big one. This is our top 10 favorite professional wrestlers of all time. And a caveat to that, uh, along with our top 10, we will also be giving you our favorite match from uh, said performer in the top 10 as well. And just like always, uh, whether it's me or whatever show Dean and George do, when we get to between two and one, we'll have a few honorable mentions. We don't have to name our favorite matches of those, just the names. Um, but next week, I'm trying to figure out uh, what the show is going to be. My wife actually brought up a really cool one that I want to run by you guys. I'll just bring it here and then we can talk about it uh, backstage and gorilla. Uh, our top 10 what about dusty, the dusty position, the dusty position. Yeah, it's dead. Uh, but, um, the, so uh, gorilla for longer. Oh, damn it. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think AEW is calling it dusty anymore ever since, uh, since Cody left. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about doing maybe our top 10 favorite pay-per-view sets of all time. Ooh, I like um, that. that's something that, you know, we all as wrestling fans just deeply miss. Um, mm-hmm. about uh, uh, WWE these days. Um, all right, so can I say something before we start? Sure, go ahead. Uh, this is actually a revisited topic that George and I did uh, two years ago, two about maybe a little like two and a quarter years ago on the multiverse. It was actually episode 16 of that podcast. George and I did our top 10 fair wrestlers. Awesome. Um, so I revisited that podcast today as I was doing some errands and um. Some placements changed, but the list overall has not changed for me. So uh, okay, it, cool. it was cool to listen to that. And then I did my list and then listened to that. And then I was just like, ah, not much really changed too much. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of I still kind of have the, the same thoughts. So this is like a revisited for us or like a, you know, so I'm, I was actually when I George had actually mentioned that to me the other day. And I was like, I'm so excited to do this because, you know, t- taste, taste and ideologies always change over time. You're always. It was kind of, you know, fluid in that stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, because there's a big difference to my number 10 and we'll get to that in a little bit. So mm-hmm. I'll explain. I, uh, I, I, I represent the legal department for the Multiverse Movie Podcast. And oh, okay. you're going to get a cease and desist letter in the mail for plagiarism. Mm. <laughs> yes. This exact same list happened once already. <laughs> no, no. It's, I was thinking about that when you when you had the caveat. So I'm like, this guy just, he just took our episode. No, I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, Chris, this is, I know you're a fan of us. This is a I wrestling mean... podcast, and this is top ten <laughs> favorite wrestlers show. <laughs> um, <laughs> see what happened, Chris, guys. Chris, Chris pulled a ter- Chris, Chris pulled a Tony Khan on us, right? <laughs> oh, oh. oh, what doing cocaine, stomping, telling somebody you want a title shot? You want a title shot? You got it next week. You got a title shot. And then doing more cocaine. Dear God. <laughs> um, and, and, and then drafting bad players and hiring Doug Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, here we go. We're going to start with number 10, and I will go, and then it'll Dishonorable? be... Can we all just say the Ultimate Warrior? I mean, Ultimate <laughs> Warrior would have been my number one Dishonorable. Dishonorables? I didn't have any Dishonorables. <sighs> Chris is feeling pleasant. I got a... I got a... I got one. I got one. Go ahead, who? Uh, Brother Brutai. Oh, God, I should have said that one, too. Mm. Just that gimmick. Yeah. Just that gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who has ever wrestled and has the name Ed Leslie. <laughs> um, do you have any dishonorables, uh, Dean, other than Warrior? He's pretty much always my dishonorable yeah. wrestler. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, <laughs> I bumped Buff Bagwell off that dishonorable mention list for Brutus. <laughs> that t- and that's tough to do. Um, especially, especially for George, because he despises right? Buff Bagwell. <laughs> um, Buff Bagwell despises Buff Bagwell. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah. based on my screen, it'll go um, myself, uh, Johnny Hot Tag, which is George, and then it'll end up with Dean. So my number 10, here we go, is this is right on par with what's going on today in this world. Uh, the Rock is my number 10. So when I look back at a list that I did about a year and a half ago and the rock wasn't even in my top 10. Um, so I, I, over the last couple months when I usually just are at night, I can't sleep or do, when I have a few minutes, I'll watch the network. I kept finding myself finding rock matches and I was going back and, and watching rock. I was like, man, I, I feel like I never appreciated him as much. Um, and, you know, I look back and we all talked about how we're going to cover The Rock from 2000 and 2001. I went back and watched all those shows. I'm like, God, The Rock was so good. I mean, at his peak. And, you know, I was even very outspoken when I said to you guys, if The Rock had four more years of full time status, he's probably maybe the greatest of all time um, ahead of Hulk, ahead of Austin, ahead of probably Cena. Um, I mean, look, at the end of the day, The Rock is the greatest sports entertainer to ever live. He's the most famous pro wrestler to ever live. And it's just the way it is. He is the most famous guy in the world. Um, But I have to table that because I think half the people that know Dwayne Johnson don't even remember the fact that he was a pro wrestler at one, at one time. Mm. Um, And, you know, I can, I say that based on his post when he sometimes says in my past life, when I was a pro wrestler, He's basically speaking to the majority of those who don't even know that he wrestled. Um, But I still think he's the greatest sports entertainer of all time to come out of the WWE. I mean, that's as clear as day. Um, My favorite match of The Rock uh, is one that I just watched recently, which was an absolute 10-star banger. Um, It was at Vengeance 2002. It was The Rock first taker versus Kurt Angle. Um, I mean, I could watch if, if... I was only allowed to watch five more matches for the rest of my life. That would make my top five. Um, just loved it all around. Start to finish the story. Um, it was just phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, my number 10 is. The Can I ask you a question? Sure. <clears throat> How come he what he because, you know, you've always spoke lovingly of the rock. Yeah. <clears throat> How did he not make your top 10 before just now? Because it, I don't. I think because I always looked at his run as so short and it was, it was, it was like four years. I mean, he was full time for like three or maybe Mm -hmm. four max. Um, And I think it was just at a time where I'm just like, I was always Austin uh, during that time. So the rock was always like second fiddle to me. 
But then for some reason, I just, for the longest time, just never looked at the rock as like this great in-ring guy. And I never found myself going back and like watching his matches. That's why when we get further in my list, the names you'll pop up, you'll be like, oh, it's probably because, you know, I've, there's a ton of matches that I've probably watched of this person repeatedly. Um, It wasn't until I actually sat down and said, you know what, I'm going to watch a bunch of rock matches. And then I started becoming more and more of a fan, kind of like how I became this past year, a bigger fan of Eddie Guerrero and just how perfect he was uh, in the ring. So many, for so many years. Um, So my appreciation just changed. Um, George. Since you appreciate the rock now, Chris, it'd be a probably good idea for you to, uh, to say thank you to Dwayne. Mm-hmm. Hashtag thank you, Dwayne. <clears throat> Hashtag mm-hmm. thank you, Dwayne. Anyway, uh, my number it's, 10. It's, when is the hierarchy of a hot tag about to change? <laughs> Tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> my number 10 um, is Edge. Mm. Awesome. Edge is, uh, I mean, we. he was on my old list too. Um, he's dropped down, but <clears throat> also, when I think we did that list, Dean, I don't think Edge was back yet. Um, no, he was. Or he might have been. Oh, he yeah, was. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was two thousand. That was two thousand twenty. He came back at Rumble two thousand twenty. Because I remember he got hurt at Mania. Right, 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 right. He tore his uh, I mean, Edge is a guy whose rise we, we, we. I mean like a lot of these guys, but Edge kind of, I mean, he basically debuted right in the business at the time we were watching. We got to yeah. watch him rise from, you know, tag team specialist mm-hmm. to, you know, singles star to like the rated R superstar. This guy's had, he's had a phenomenal career yeah. and, you know, it's a career that we all thought ended nine years ago or, or mm-hmm. I got, well, I guess 10 years ago now. And I mean, this guy came back in 2020 and it was like, it, it was like time didn't even move on for him. Mm-hmm. He's still just as good now as he was then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys that people don't really think about. You know, he's pretty, you know, yeah, Edge's always been there, but nobody really thinks about him having great matches. Like, like Edge could, could tell a story in the ring with his matches. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just, I mean, I, I always love an Edge promo and Edge segment. I mean, he was, I mean, there's a reason why he was one of the SmackDown sex. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, um, my my favorite match of his is his uh, WrestleMania match against The Undertaker. That would have been, yeah. If I had to pick an Edge match, it'd be that one as well. Uh, Dean, number 10. Uh, my number 10. And this, is, this was I, uh, the, the one new name that was added to my list from two years ago, two and a half years ago. And it's John Cena. Um, I have really come to really appreciate Cena over the last uh, handful of years and um, to where he's become one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. And I put him on the Mount Rushmore. We've talked about that before. And I've really, really come to love the guy. And, um, you know, I met him last year near Comic-Con. And um, as Chris always said, he is the last great wrestling star. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's the final one. Um, so I, when I was sitting through and kind of looking at my list today, I said, I, I have to put Cena up there, you know, cause it's just a newfound appreciation for what he did for the business. Um, and, uh, he just, he just had to be up there and, um, you know, 
I am actually excited. Like it's it's crazy because like ten years ago I would be like, I can't wait for Cena to retire. I'll never miss him, and <laughs> I fucking miss him. Like I, I like I yeah. actually like mark out when he comes back now, and, and I'm really curious to when he's going to come back because what was it? That was right before SummerSlam. He showed up and he was like, I'm never going away, and then he hasn't been back since. <laughs> like so, like I'm really kind of like I, you know, when is he coming back? Like what's going to be his final match and who's he going to be with? Because I'm sure he's only got a. a less than a handful of matches left in them, you know, for sure. So, yeah. Um, but my, my favorite match of his is probably one that I don't think a lot of people talk about because it was starting. It, it was, he was kind of at that early stage of him starting to kind of slow down and, um, might not be his best match, but it's my favorite match. And it's the first match against the rock. Oh, wow. Um, that was yeah. the one I was thinking you were going with. Yeah. Um, I just I felt like that was because it was just it was it was a monumental match. It was almost like it was like the the, the sequel to like Rock versus Hogan at Mania mm-hmm. 18. And um, that's kind of how it felt. You know, you had the Rock coming back. For the, you know, I mean, he'd been back for about roughly about a year or so. Um, but this was like this is he was back at it's WrestleMania. They're in my or, or Miami, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and. It was just it, it was instead two titans, just like just like Rock and Hogan, two titans, and um, even though even though Cena lost, I mean it was the right person to, to go over in that match was the Rock, you know. So, but I thought it was a, I thought it was a great match, and and it was always kind of like, is this where Cena is going to turn heel? And he never did, he, except for when he actually physically turned his heel in the ring, <laughs> right? Uh, <yeah. laughs> but um, no, I, I it's it's not his best match. I think his best match is again is on Raw against uh, Michaels. But um, uh, it's definitely my favorite match. Yeah, is just just w- what it means to just kind of everything, you know. So, um, that's awesome because my number nine is John Cena. Oh, um, so again, that's another one of those things where you know, 10, 12 years ago, I'm like, God, can they? Can we just stop mm-hmm. watching John Cena dominate? It was like the John Cena like decade of terror. I felt yeah. like, you know, how everyone talks about, you know, 2003 or whatever was the, <laughs> the Triple H run of terror. You know, John Cena had like nine of those years, I felt mm-hmm. like. And I was just like, man, I'm just so done with this. But then again, it's like it's almost like that Hulk Hogan thing where I'm sure from 84 to 90 was that Hulk Hogan run where by like 91, 92, everybody's like, God, OK, anybody else you want to give me? Um, but you look back at it now. Um, because look in, in 90, I was four, so I can't really appreciate or say, Hey, I want to see Hulk Hogan again. Yeah. By now you look back at, at our ages, Cena was our Hogan in a way that long-term champion that was always there every single week for so long. Yeah. Um, you, you miss him, and you miss that stability. You miss that greatness. Um, so yeah, Cena is my number, my number nine. Um, so I had a really hard time picking, my favorite match. So it was between three and I came down to the one, the three that I was juggling was WrestleMania 23 against Shawn Michaels Mm. Um, backlash 2007, which was a fatal four way with Michaels edge and Orton. Great match. Um, Phenomenal. But my favorite one is his Royal rumble match from 2017 against AJ styles. Oh, um, that's a good one where he won his 16th world title. It was a third of their trilogy. And I went back and I watched that match. I was like, holy, they did not leave the ring one time. 
and it was so dynamic and it was so mm. good. You know, that was like that run where Cena was having bangers with like Kevin Owens, yeah, uh, AJ Styles. Like he was just having the legendary match after match after match. Um, so yeah, my number nine Cena and Styles versus Cena at Royal Rumble is my favorite uh, Cena match of all time. Uh, George, your number nine. My number nine is, <clears throat> excuse me, is Chris Jericho. Ooh. Um, I really like just based off of the, the bullshit that happens over on, on the other channel. Pardon me, really wanted to pull him off the top ten, but I can't judge him based off of three years he spent in another company where he's just kind of doing whatever he feels like. I can't judge him solely off of that when you look at the. 25 years prior yeah where and i'm i'm gonna say it you know right here chris your all your listeners can throw me through the wood chipper all they want chris jericho is the actual second coming of Shawn michaels mm. you can't tell me otherwise they have very similar they have very similar wrestling styles uh but both of them are dynamite in the mic maybe jericho a little bit better on the mic when he uh when he's let a lot loose and he wants but the it's the same style, the same feel. And Jericho has had the, uh, has had the benefit of reinventing himself mm. and still making it work. You know, <clears throat> you know, when he was the Ayatollah of rock and roll, uh, uh, when he debuted in mm-hmm. WWE in 1999, one of the greatest debuts of all time, when he cut his hair short, when he came back in 2007, and then when he won the title and went on that in that great heel run where he was wearing the suits and speaking real low and very methodical in his talking. Plus, basically being a standout in the cruiserweight division and early WCW. One of the main reasons why guys like us would watch WCW, aside from like the NWO, was to see what the cruiserweights were doing. I mean, he really that made that put him on the map mm-hmm. of those cruiserweight matches. I haven't really seen anything from like, you know, from a time in Smoky Mountain or, or in Mexico, but Jericho, despite what he's doing now, you know, having, uh, you know, dance segments with MJF and the, that match where he fell in the orange juice. Oh, the, uh, the orange Julius match. What was that? The, the mimosa, the, the mimosa mayhem match. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I mean, they're the hokey as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'll, I'll watch Orange Julius match all day, yeah. um, but I really like can't blame him. I mean, I'm not going to watch his stuff. I think it's okay, he, but he's he done 50. some great stuff in AEW. I mean, though, I mean, he's 50 and he's st- still doing what he loves and doing it at a high level. Yeah, I mean, he put on that weight, but then he took all that weight off, mm-hmm. and he's and he's pumping out good, good matches. Now mm-hmm. he's, he's calmed down on the, on the jokey bullshit. Now he's like, all right, the fans are back time to get in the Jericho shape. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> I, I think Fozzie sucks. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, but we're not talking about his bands. We're talking about him in the ring. Yeah. Um, and my favorite run was really good. Oh, yeah. Omega, Omega Nakata. Mm-hmm. That stuff was really good too. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he, like you said, George is the testament to him being able to reinvent himself so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if, if he was a one-trick pony, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. But but Jericho knows how to. He knows what the fans want. Yeah, put it that way. Yeah. Um, favorite match is I. There was that ladder match with Michaels for the uh, no Mercy for the World Heavyweight Title, mm. which was the like the bloodiest fucking match I think I've ever seen. Mm. <laughs> Two guys yeah. just 
blading the shit out of each other, <laughs> causing old man Vince to lose his mind. Like, all right, PG, no more blood. <laughs> you guys spilt it all. Yep. Um, awesome. Great one, man. Two years ago, my list had Jericho in the top three. This year, he's not on my list at all. Um, he, he stayed. He stayed an honorable uh, mention. He's an honorable list. mention for me. Yeah. Yeah. He was an honorable mention last time, but he he stayed there this time. Spoiler, but uh, my number nine is uh, he was on my list last time, but I think it's somebody who gets really overlooked, and it's Batista. Wow, um, he does get overlooked I, a lot. I have always loved Batista, especially when he went solo from Evolution. Um, this he had it all. He had the look, even though he was, you know, he, you know, over the years he's got, you know, gradually got really tattooed, but he was jacked. He just, he, he was just a monster in the ring. I don't think he was ever truly booked the way he should have been booked, which mm. is a better version of Goldberg because he was much better in the ring than Goldberg was. Oh yeah. Um, and, but that's how I feel like Batista should have been booked for most of his career was essentially he comes in the ring. He beats the shit out of you, and that's the end of the match. Like I think he should have just had a really good long run um, as that. But I, I, and I, I feel like to me, Batista is a strong linchpin that I look back on for the ruthless aggression era. Agreed. And I, I love the ruthless aggression era. I think it's so much better than the attitude era, and I love the attitude era. But there was just something about that ruthless aggression era, you know, that was just that just stands out to me. That was just. It was fantastic. Like mm-hmm. there was very little stuff I didn't like about it, and and Batista is one of those things I loved about it. Yeah. Um, you know, especially when he like you know he won the title, and you know he started to uh, you know kind of he kind of started to like shave his head because uh, his hair was thin, but he looks better with a buzz cut. You mm-hmm. know, and he was coming out with the giant sunglasses and the the giant fucking suit jacket, and you know playing the part as a champion, and just and he looked good holding the big big gold belt too, and it was just. Mm-hmm. He looks I just, so good holding big gold. Yeah, he just, <laughs> yep. he just, you know, he, he just, he was, he was fantastic, and he was one of the few times that, like, when he retired to go to go to Hollywood, I was like, damn, I'm this fucking makes me sad. You know what I mean? Like, cause, like, I mean, he was a little older when he got into the business. Not like The Rock. The Rock was pretty young, so The Rock got out while he, you know, could still walk. But like, yeah, Batista probably retired too early as well. I would say. Um, I mean, not as early as The Rock, but uh, he probably had a good few years left in him. Um, and then, of course, he came back. And um, I, I've always said this. I, I said two years ago on our show, I will. It's one of the biggest reasons why I, I hate WrestleMania 30, obviously, by the fact that I watched the streak end. But I hated the fact that Batista got fucked out of that WWE, WWE title. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I wanted to see that. I wanted to see Batista come back and win that belt, you know, drop it, you know, yeah. go go do his stuff for Guardians 2, come back and have the match he had with Triple H. What was that? WrestleMania 34? 35, I was there. 30, 35. He killed the crowd. He was supposed to have WrestleMania 31. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what it was supposed to be. Or 32. One of the two, you know? Um, so, but my favorite match with, with him is Vengeance against Triple H in the Hell in a yeah. Cell. Yeah, one oh my of god, best, one of the one best, of the best Hell in a Cell hunt matches ever. It's just, it's fantastic. Yeah, I will say about Batista, like that WrestleMania 30, from January on, they really ruined his whole his whole comeback because yeah. at the time it was the gigantic yes movement. So the whole world wanted Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. So no matter who won the Rumble that year, they were going to get booed out of the building. And of course, it had to be the returning Batista. Yeah. And he was there. He wasn't even a part timer. 
He was there every week and he was doing yeah. house shows. Yeah. And people were like, oh, it's part timer. I was like, they, the dude is literally there more than Daniel Bryan is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, even like, even, even with his comeback, um, especially in regards to WrestleMania, people were really asking, it's like, you know, was, was it really right for, Brian, for, for Daniel Bryan to win that match? And they were also asking, how big is Batista's dick? <laughs> there it is. That's awesome. <laughs> That's good. There it is. Um, all right, let's get to our number eight here. And before we take a break, number eight for me is uh the Viper, uh Randy Orton. Um, God, another one of those dudes who I think is just so underappreciated and underbooked for the past probably better part of five, six, seven years now. Yeah, um, sure. look, the dude's been in the company for 20 years and he's like 42. So mm-hmm. he's he's in terms of the modern day wrestling, he's almost like a baby. I mean, Finn Balor's forty, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's and it, it, it's like it's insane uh, what what these guys in terms of time how it changes. You know, uh, AJ's I think 44, 45. Something so, like that, yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Um, but this dude's been the constant since two thousand two. I mean, we talk about Cena. Mm-hmm. I mean, there since two thousand two, there hasn't been a WWE year without. Randy Orton. Um, I think he's one of the greatest heels of all time. He's one of the most believable heels of all time. Mm. Uh, I think he's a 14 time heavyweight champ. Uh, you could put him in pretty much any scenario and he will make it work. Mm. Um, I think the only one that didn't work was the fiend scenario, but the fiend sucked. So nothing was going to work there. Yeah. Was, I felt really bad that Orton was even in that position to begin with. That's not on him. That's on booking. Um, He's just, you know, doing what he's told, but good for him for getting that WrestleMania payoff. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go Randy Orton, man, because I've always been a huge fan of his. I was a mega evolution fan back in the day, uh, then became a, a big fan of his singles run. Um, the dude's been in legacy and he's been in um, evolution. So he's been in two major factions. Then who the hell would have thought that he would have made it work so well with rated R- with um, RK bro, which is. Oh, yeah. Which was awesome. So good for good for him. Um, my favorite match of all time with Randy Orton is Orton versus Rollins at WrestleMania 31, which I think is mm. the best um, RKO that I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. um, and it was a one take. It was never. It wasn't practice. It was one take, one try, and they absolutely nailed it. Uh, so yeah. kudos to both of those studs for nailing that. Um, so yeah, that was that's my favorite Orton match. That's my number uh, eight, George. Uh, I mean, it's three minutes left. You want to go to a quick break? Yeah, or? we'll go to a quick break and then um, we'll get back to your guys' eights and move on. Um, yeah. All right, this is the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. We'll be right back in just a few seconds. Stay a 38 us. match against Cody Rhodes. I Ooh. thought that was a five star match um, and it, it was cold. They had never wrestled ever yeah. be, before that. And to go in there on Cody Rhodes' massive return, cold, and have a 25 minute just wrestling match. I was like, God, Seth is so good. And then what he did in that hell in a cell to protect Cody Rhodes and have a five-star hell in a cell match with a guy with one arm. Mm. I'm like, God, man, this dude is untouchable in the ring. Um, so yeah, I, I love Seth. So he makes my top six. Um, I remember when he, I remember when he lost to Cody at that, at that hell in a cell and you were like, Oh, that's it. He might as well end his career right now. Yeah, he's, he's, never done. He's, he's, he's never going to bounce back. I mean, that was now tough. He's U, now he's U.S. champ. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I, I will his just. Feud with, his feud with uh, Riddle has been very good. Yeah, it's been very good. Done very well. Yeah. I will, I will say, Chris, the only thing I'm going to disagree with you on, 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 on Rollins, when you say he makes every gimmick work, that Monday Night Messiah gimmick was shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of gimmick that you don't do in the PG it, era. It was just bad. That's also yeah. the type of gimmick you you end immediately the moment the pandemic happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Um, some stuff just doesn't work without a crowd. Yeah, it doesn't work agreed. for me, brother. It does mm-hmm. not. Oh, it would not have worked for the brother. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, There's only one Messiah in wrestling. <laughs> um, George, you're number six. Number six is Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Wow, number six. I'm Trips, actually color Trips me stunned. Wow. I mean, I mean, my, my top five, you'll understand, but I mean, it's he's a king of kings. Mm-hmm. He, he He's I mean, we, as we talked about with these older pay-per-views that we've been covering, Chris, you yourself said that you think that his run in 2000 was his best in-ring work. And I'm, I, 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 can't even dis- I can't even disagree with you. Yeah. But Triple H has been in some of the biggest storylines, mm-hmm. uh, co-founder of DX, led DX in, in 98. Mm-hmm. Even when he got randomly thrown in the corporate ministry he still made it work he still was mm-hmm. able to stand out because that was also that was also around the time he started first using the sledgehammer so he was really breaking out yeah yep. won the title i mean he basically called his way from you know that fucking hunter hearst Helmsley gimmick which is fun mm-hmm. but yeah, if you look at that guy's debut and was it like 95 96 95 no one's gonna look at him and be like that, that guy's gonna be uh future world champion one day yeah. and running the company. Yep. It's I think he's also the king yeah. of hell in a cell. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean he's he's one of the he just he's been he's he's kind of been like the main constant with, with WWE like like throughout all the changes. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. always been there. Yeah you're like, right. Triple H is he he's like old faithful. He's like you know when you need to have I mean not obviously not now that he's retired but we have a good match go throw triple h out there yeah we'll stick you in a few triple h that'll make you mm-hmm. you know doing in rings doing in ring segment to uh, do an in ring segment with triple h it's gonna make your career mm-hmm. and if you fuck up then you know hey we'll see you in fucking tna mm-hmm. but <laughs> that's fine i don't i didn't respect triple h enough mm-hmm. when i was watching the first time around Ooh. and going back and revisiting all these old shows. And sometimes I'll catch the raw or SmackDown that surrounds the shows that we've been watching, just to kind of get a feel of the storylines at the time. I just really grow to love triple H. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I'm picking a favorite match um, of his, I'm going to go the Iron Man match at judgment day, 2000. Mm. I mean, it was I mean- just a fun Hard to beat. I mean, not the greatest catchers catch can match, but it was a uh, it was a, it was a fucking fun ride. It, it was, was an Iron Man match, but did not feel like an hour. Yeah, yeah it was two thousand. There weren't many um, catchers catch can matches in two thousand. No, <laughs> no, but it was an Iron Man match, but it didn't feel like an hour. No, it didn't. And I was like, oh, it's, it was like twenty minutes. This thing just flew. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, George, I'm sorry, Dean, number six. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow, he dropped the six. He Jeez. was six last time too. 
Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, wait till you see my top five. That's why. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean there's not from, many guys from, bigger than Austin. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> with with me, it's, you know, I loved Austin. Yeah. I, but I was also a massive Triple H guy. I was a huge rock fan. Mm. Um, you know, and at times I got a little tired of the Austin McMahon rivalry. You know, I didn't like when Austin was a heel in the in the invasion angle. Um or any of that stuff, but I, but I, I love Austin. I, I do. Um, and he is the second greatest star in the history of this business. He is, if, if, if Hogan is number one, I would even put, I would even put Austin at two. I would put yeah. Austin at one a, so would I. um, because he is, if, if Hogan made wrestling global or as big as it was, Mm-hmm. Austin saved the business. And I've said that a million times without Steve Austin, WWE F would not have been able to come back from and win the, you know, win the Monday night war, not even close. And then WCW would eventually have folded. And then we wouldn't have professional wrestling. What it is today. So without Steve Austin, we wouldn't have what we have today. You know, right. because he, because Vince was able to put the company on his back, and they shot straight to the moon. I so, agree. Um, but there are just there are just five wrestlers I personally like more than Austin. But I I love him. I love Austin. Mm-hmm. I always have, always will. Yeah. Um, and I my favorite match is always probably going to be the match against Bret Hart. Mm. Double turn. Of course. Um, you know, one of the uh, most influential moments ever yeah i mean if it, if it's not that it's the match at wrestlemania 18 so or i'm sorry mm-hmm. um 17 17 17 i'm sorry so but it's 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 got that match is fantastic between those two so um and it's iconic yeah so that's that's where i'm at with that all right so here we go top five this is great i'm gonna lead you guys off with an absolute shocker of the world mm-hmm. um Marty number- no, 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 no. He's number oh one. Uh, my number five is Brett the Hitman Hart. Mm. Um, and here's why I do this. My wife even said, "No, your list is now invalid. You can't say Brett Hart." <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "And I said, I said, this is why I can't stand the human being Brett the Hitman Hart. I can't." And I'm. It's well documented everywhere. You want to find my name or Twitter, Facebook, these podcasts. I've always stated my disdain for the for Bret Hart personally mm. inside pro like professional wrestling prior to WCW I could watch Bret Hart matches all day every single day mm. um I love watching Bret I, I mean no matter no matter what it is if I'm watching something on the network I'll always eventually land on a Bret Hart match um, whether, I mean, what I loved about Brett was one, his, I loved his, his, his tights, his, mm. his entrance music was badass. Mm. Um, his whole, how he presented himself was just legitimate pro wrestler. Um, I, I just, I loved him. You know, everything he did was believable. His in ring work is to me only is second to only Sean. That's it. But like we talked about this before. As an overall encompassing sports entertainer pro wrestler, Shawn Michaels is the greatest of all time. As an in-ring purebred technician, Bret Hart is number one. 
with... You also hate Goldberg as much as Brett does. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and number two, from a technician standpoint, to me, was always Chris Benoit. But, um, mm. it, it, yeah, Brett's my number five. Uh, my favorite Bret Hart match of all time is in Montreal. Screw job. Fuck you, Bret. Um, so there's my number. There's my favorite Bret Hart match of all time. If it's not the Montreal screw job, if I'm going serious. Uh, it's hard to really say, actually. I don't even I can't. I God, I love talking about the Montreal screw job. Um, I mean, WrestleMania 12 is prototypical. The Iron Man match. Brett was just so damn good. I actually thought Brett was better than Sean in that match. Um, because I recently rewatched it a couple months ago and I was like, wow, Brett actually, yeah, I'm liking like Brett was better in the match, like, yeah, Sean Brett may was have so cardio, good. but Brett was just yeah. insane. If I had to pick a favorite Brett match other than a screw job, it would be probably SummerSlam '97 against The Undertaker. Um, mm. those two always had really good chemistry. Um, and again, I think '97 heel Brett Hart is pretty damn untouchable. I mean. God, he was so good in 97. Um, that was also some of his best mic work. Oh, he was. Yeah, hit. because yeah, Ooh. because that was probably more to his true self, <laughs> which is <laughs> why he was so good. So, uh, um, yeah. only, only in Bahrain. Only God, what a Canadian contingent out there. Um, it just was so funny when he talked about sticking an enema in Pittsburgh. God, that was so funny. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, that's my number five. George, your number five. Number five is uh, Rock the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's good. The, the people chant the Rock. I mean, the, in the grand scheme, the Rock did not have that long of a career, but he had such an impact. It's undeniable. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy took the reins when Austin was out, and WWE didn't skip a beat. And they had probably one of their best paper. They had one of their best pay-per-view years, if not their best pay-per-view year while the rock was the top face of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, I, we talked about his mic work. Obviously his mic work was, I mean, I, I, I think he's number two all time behind, behind Piper mm-hmm. just in terms of uh, mic skills, but the rock was must see. You didn't, you didn't want to miss raw or smackdown because you didn't know what the rock was going to do mm-hmm. you didn't know who he was going to come out and cut down on the mic you didn't know if he was going to have a a fucking a surprise banger match on raw or, or what was going on like the dude was must see he was literally the most electrified literally the most electrified man in sports wasn't just a gimmick mm-hmm. it was legit mm-hmm. i agree hands down i mean it was just no matter what, I don't care if he was a heel or babyface. When The Rock's music hit, he was must see television. You did not leave wherever you were at the time. No, never. Mm-hmm. No. <clears throat> uh, my favorite match. It's it's the Triple Threat adventure. It's him, Taker, and Kurt yeah. Angle. Just awesome. One of the, yeah. Oh God. As Triple Threat matches go, that's the one that you need to show. Yeah. All these young up and coming kids. I yeah. love that. Match. I'm sure Sean shows that one also. He's like, "Hey guys, watch this triple threat match." <clears throat> I yes, um, <laughs> and, and then and then he says, "Hey, watch this match against me and Marty Jannetty." <laughs> look at him! Look at him like a coward diving through the window. Yeah, look, he, he jumped right <laughs> through the window. Didn't even touch it. Coward. All right, Dean, round out this second part here with your number five. So I know this one is going to come to a shock to both of you on just how low 
this person is on my list uh, because of how high I regard, I hold this person in regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I was making this list and just over kind of time of thinking about like this person's career and how I feel about their career. And again, this is, this is, you know, it's my list and it's no disrespect to this person oh, for sure, but it's the undertaker. Wow. Wow. He dropped um, from number one to number five. Um, Woof. And <laughs> the reason is because I, when I, I, I took a real deep look over the past few months at his career and takers greatness was only in my opinion, compartment, uh, compartmentalized. Yeah. In a, just a, a real short amount of time because he didn't have a lot of great matches really before like WrestleMania 14 against Kane, which is my favorite match of his, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like storytelling and stuff like that. Like, um, I do love that triple threat match. That's probably my second pair of matches, but you know, his, and he had some really great stuff in the attitude error, but it wasn't really until he became the American badass, which is a, which is something I respect more now where his matches really started to get better. And then he went back to being the dead man and he had a, a good run for a few years, but then it was like, once he started to become part-time, it was like, he was only really showing up like once a year, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then he had those few years where, like he wasn't really having good matches and stuff like that. Like they, they were good, but they weren't great. And then he was trying to, he was seeking that final match, which ended up being the boneyard match. And it was just like, I, I, there, it, his longevity was phenomenal, but at times I felt it hindered his amazing career. You know mm. what I mean? Um, because he, like when he showed up at the rumble, you could tell he was a little overweight and, you know, he was kind of labored because of his hip. And then he had the match at Roman Reigns, which should have never happened and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then you know, the match at Crown Jewel and stuff. And I'm not trying to knock Taker because he's one of the goats. He is the epitome of sports entertainment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just, he has, you think of that, it's Taker. He's the consummate professional. He's the consummate c- company man. Um, but when I just started to really think about encompassing his whole career, that – um the next four guys, I just, I had to put them above him. Um, and as, as I said, um, and I love Taker and I always will. And, and I, I'm never somebody, like I said, the same thing about Ric Flair. I'm not going to tell Ric Flair he needs to retire. I'm yeah. not going to tell a grown, a grown ass man he needs to retire. I would never tell that to Taker because Taker probably kicked my ass. But um, <laughs> I would never tell that to Taker. But um, like if there was, he had, he was having, He'd have a really like like he had the thing with Cena, and then he would do Crown Jewel, and then the Goldberg match, and all. It's like, dude, like you're ruining these greats. What could be great send offs, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, and again, my my favorite match is is the match with Kane at fourteen. Um, I just thought that was a great story coming out of the Hell in a Cell and all that stuff. And Taker's always like, I'm not going to wrestle my brother and all this stuff. And then he did it, and mm-hmm. then. It was done so perfectly. Yeah. Kane kicked out two tombstones and stuff like that. And it was just, it may not have been the most technically sound match, but just, I think the culmination of the beginning of the feud was just, you know, uh, was just, I I thought it was really good. Taker diving through the uh, Spanish announce, Spanish announce table. (laughs) I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead for about five minutes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, but yes, that man was dead. Taker's number five. Awesome. All right. We're going to take our, our last break and then we'll, 
just get to our top four, which is going to be awesome. Can't mm-hmm. wait. Um, all right. This is the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. Uh, by the way, if you guys want to help support the show, head over to CollarAndElbowBrand.com where you guys can find all your wrestling lifestyle gear, uh, whether it's hats, um, shirts, shorts, pants, uh, anything. Look, it's starting to get pretty cold where we are here in, Phil- in the Philly area. So if you guys want to go there, uh, check it out. Look, it's, it's a it's a company that was built by and, and owned by Al Snow. Uh, you see his shirts like everywhere. Literally, the, the like wrestlers wear these things all the time. Um, the Good Brothers, they just returned on Raw, but their official stuff is on Collar and Elbow brand. Uh, but look, it, it's it's if if you're a wrestling fan, just head over there. Uh, you'll love what they got. Like they have this new shirt that I really like. It's called Collar and Elbow, and it says "Working Stiff," and it's in like and it's in like a uh, blue and white like Austin font. And I just think it's pretty cool. Um, but that's just me. Um, parts unknown t-shirts, um, tiger driver, 98, uh, stuff like that. This is my gimmick shirt. Um, uh, and they also have like, um, Conor t-shirts that are the logos of like the new generation or ECW. <laughs> They're really, really cool. So go over there, check that out. When you get to check out type hot tag for your promo code and you get 10% off your order. So again, coloronobobrand.com. At the checkout, type in hot tag for the promo code. You get 10% off your order. All right, I'm Chrissy Francesco. That's George and Dean. We'll be right back to wrap up our top 10 favorite wrestlers list in just a few seconds. Welcome back, Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. We are now down to the final four. I promise you we will wrap things up here. Um, All right, so I will go ahead and start with my number four. My number four, who for about a decade and a half now, we're talking about about a good 15 years, I would tell you this guy was my number two. But he's in my number four, and that is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, So Austin's my number four. Look, once uh, Sean went down uh, with a bad back at the uh, WrestleMania 18, where famously the Austin era had begun. Well, realistically, the Austin era began the previous WrestleMania. But nonetheless... You You mean WrestleMania 14? I said 14. I thought you said 18. Did I say 18? Oh, well, um, that Maybe. was basically. I don't know. Maybe I was <laughs> saying right. It's all right. But uh, <laughs> WrestleMania 14, when he, he uh, the, the Austin era begun, taking uh, the belt from a departing Shawn Michaels, I had nothing. <laughs> I didn't even want to watch wrestling uh, yeah. once <laughs> I had read that Michaels was legitimately done. Um, but I just kind of latched myself on to Stone Cold. And it was just like, all right, well, <laughs> I when just when you think uh things couldn't get any bigger every single Monday and then you know one Sunday a month incepts this bionic redneck um and like like Dean said like we've always said and I'm sure we'll say again in this show depending on the the pay-per-view or whatever topic we're not watching WWE today if that golden goose did not take the entire globe by storm I mean it was I mean, it was to the point where when he was gone for 11 or 10 months in 2000, guys like Triple H and like The Rock were very public and saying like, um, like, what are we going to do? Like, we have no choice but to be sharks now and do the absolute best that we can and elevate ourselves because that golden goose is not here. So it, it opened up an opportunity to create guys like the game and The Rock taking his his stardom to a whole nother level, dude. But like, it's, um, it, it was Austin was God. He was on everything. He was everywhere. 
God, I remember being in 7-Eleven in Delanco seeing Steve Austin condoms. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> like, like this is where we're at now in 1999. Give your woman a reason to yell, oh, hell yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm about to show her what a stunner is. Um, so, like, it was just, <laughs> like, just the heights. Like, everyone talks about that those late 80s like the heights of the business with hogan man i'm i'm i mean vince mcmahon has been very public and he never really talks about that stuff but he said whatever hogan did i'm just gonna let you guys know austin tripled it in merchandise sellouts pay-per-view revenues um and i and i remember this one thing and i i heard it on a podcast by bruce pritchard in 1999 just based on merch, Stone Cold made seventeen million dollars. Wow! Oh shit! That's and he and he was the very first guy ever to have a downside guarantee of a million dollars. He was the first guy ever to get that from Vince McMahon. He made seventeen on the back end from Austin three sixteen. Like, if that doesn't tell you that this dude begins should be number two to Hogan, maybe even one A, like Dean said. I have no idea what how else I can convince you that this dude is a reason that they are a global phenomenon today. Um, he opened up eyes of everybody um, from the ages of like eight to 80. He was relatable and it was just, it was awesome every single day. And again, just like the rock, he also had a short time on top and it's just crazy when you think about it. 97, he wasn't the man, but he was getting there. 98, he was a man. 99, he was the man. 2000, he misses the year. 2001, he was the man, then got hurt again. 02, he took his ball and went home, and then he retired in 03. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin's career in a nutshell. Three years max. And then he came like, back this year for Mania. In which one was of the great, greatest WrestleMania the fucking show. Ever. Stole the show. Um, by the way, kudos to Kevin Owens for that. Badass. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Austin's my number four. Uh, George, you're number four. Oh, I'm sorry. My favorite Austin yeah. match is um, Austin versus Triple H Survivor Series 2000. Um, I mean, I was going to say this, th- the three stages of hell. I'll say that one for later. But God, I, I I will watch that match once a month. I just love they beat the shit out of each other. Is that the one where Austin uh, basically tried to murder Triple H? <laughs> yeah. has the, the car up on the forklift. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, Stone Cold killed man. a man and was not arrested for attempted murder. But <laughs> but whatever, we're here. <laughs> the law works uh, differently ne- in uh, Vince's ne- house amongst them. Yep. Neither was Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> um, all right. I hope, On that hope note, Kevin Sullivan doesn't listen to this. <laughs> he can't okay. afford anything. <laughs> George, you're number four. My number four, um, this guy wasn't on my list at all the first time I did this. And immediately jumps up to number four on my new list. And that is uh, John Cena. Mm. Nice. Uh, I fucking hated John Cena (laughs) from like 2005 to 2012. I hated this man. I hated seeing his stupid face. I hated the raps. I was I was over and I was done. But then it. I could. I came to explain to you when it happened. I like became a John Cena fan overnight. Like, and now I can go back and appreciate 
what he did and, and, and everything he's done and mm-hmm. why he was on top and what they were attempting. I mean, the dude saw I me. Mean, he was selling shirts left, right, sideways. Mm-hmm. The dude was a cash cow. Like kids loved him. Whether we were booing him or cheering him, he was getting a lot of his reaction in the house. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter. Didn't, didn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. And he may, I mean, and he, trained he, he followed the path of like people like hogan and the rock and he went to movies and i think john Cena's a better actor than the rock is right now hmm. i mean the rock just plays Dwayne in every movie he's in. i <laughs> That's mean correct john cena's got some chops mm-hmm. i mean and i've really grown to appreciate and like like now i look forward to when he's gonna come back it's like oh cena's gonna be on the show all right well know what i'm doing the rest of the night I agree. Watching all three hours of this role to see when John Cena is going to show up. <laughs> but I mean, when he started having matches with the NXT guys, when he was US champ and he was doing that open challenge, mm-hmm. those matches were stealing the fucking show. Every mm-hmm. single one. It didn't matter who he was facing. If he was facing Finn or Sami Zayn or, or Cody Rhodes when he was in a Stardust gimmick, they were working. And mm-hmm. he was putting the... He was winning the matches, but these guys were still getting over. They mm-hmm. were getting to, they, I mean, at the time, NXT was only on the network. It was, they, they, they didn't have a TV deal. So these guys are getting mainstream exposure. It's not like when somebody else decided he was going to jump back into wrestling after almost 10 years. It's like, I'm going to put young guys over and then just beat everybody and nobody got over. Like mm-hmm. Cena has that star power to where he can win a match, but the guy he's facing comes out looking better than he ever did. Comes yeah. out look like a million bucks. And I can't, I honestly, I can't help but respect that. I can't right. help but respect John Cena. Um, my favorite match of his, surprisingly, now usually I would go with like a pay per view match or like a match against, uh, you know, like John, like, like, like Shawn Michaels or something, but I'm actually going with the very first match he had against Kevin Owens mm. on that Monday night. Oh, Raw. that was so he good. Was in the open t- oh my God. It was so good. Mm-hmm. And they were doing things that match that I didn't think Cena was capable of doing. You know, we always thought he had the five moves of doom, mm-hmm. but Cena put us all on notice. It's like, Hey, I actually can wrestle. So stop chanting that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um god it's eight you're so right um all right uh dean you're number four <clears throat> my number four is Shawn michaels mm-hmm. um i was i've always been a michaels fan my entire life mm-hmm. um and i you know he i have a lot of great memories of him with the new generation era but ha- you know he is that guy who you know his career ended because of an injury he came back and he was probably better than he was, which is mm-hmm. just insane to think about. And he was better than what he was in that first run because he was outstanding in that first run. And to come back and, you know, he won, you know, you know, he had the unsanctioned. Well, my, my favorite match by him is the unsanctioned match against Triple H or something, mm-hmm. which I actually personally is my favorite wrestling match of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's just it's. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have that match and then go on and, and he wins the world heavyweight title in the elimination chamber and in the greatest ring attire of all time. Um, and the greatest <laughs> haircut of all time, the Bob hair, um, you know, 
I'm glad it's you just, made a point to mention that on this because you mentioned it on the last episode too. <laughs> well, because it's the truth. And then he had that other random attire <laughs> that never was finished either that I found a picture of. And I was like, this, what, Sean, why are you wearing unfinished attire all of a sudden? Um, <laughs> but just to have that that run, again, you know, matches with Angle and, and Cena and the, the matches with Taker at Mania. It's just, you know, and, and I'll even give credit to him in that, crown jewel match you know he still looked really good you know he was he, supposed to wrestle like seven minutes of it <laughs> yeah and he had to carry the whole match <laughs> triple h's pecs falling off his uh muscle kane's mask is falling off in the ring takers like uh i'm really sore and here's Shawn michaels doing moonsaults and you know <laughs> nip ups uh, yeah all this other stuff you know it's funny it's still looking pretty good you know what i mean yeah. he's not as, not as good as he used to be but you're like this dude could still go if he wanted to like if he For wanted sure. to come back it would take him like i don't know 48 hours to be completely <laughs> in ring shape again <laughs> 48 minutes maybe yeah <laughs> right you that's know funny I mean? um but you know i i i think in in as chris says and i i completely agree in terms of just in ring worker in ring work there is nobody better than Sean. Just, yeah. just there was, you know, he he was the total package. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not like Lex Luger, but you know, yeah, um, Sean can walk. Oh God! Oh dear <laughs> Lord! Sean didn't kill Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth either. But um, you know, he he is. You know, I don't I don't disagree. You know, I like to disagree with people on their pains and call them an idiot and stuff like that. But, you know, <laughs> you, don't you don't say, you don't say. <laughs> when when somebody says to me that they think Shawn Michaels is the greatest of all time, I go. There's no argument for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's how can you argue against it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, my, like I said before, my favorite match is the unsanctioned match at, at SummerSlam. It's just it's just fantastic. It really is. It's perfection. Yeah. Um, all right, my number three is the game, uh, Triple H. Uh, and look, for a while, he was like... I Mine think too. I... Oh, awesome. Yay. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. What the... Sorry. All right. I so... know where he's going with this list. <laughs> what? Um, so, yeah, my number three, like I said, is Triple H. Um, <laughs> man, other than Shawn Michaels, I, there's not a wrestler that I probably don't watch that I watch more on the network than Triple H. Mm. Um God, I just love watching him. Uh, he's to me, it's almost like a Roman Reigns where I can't even off the top of my head name like two bad matches Triple H has ever had. Um, and and then like I look at like from like '99 through '04, and I'm just like, God, the dude was so damn good. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I that's an understatement. I'm actually, I mean, he was perfect. He was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just his his work. I still to this day think he's the greatest heel of all time that's not hollywood hulk hogan um and i as much as i hate I mean, the hulkster unlike triple h hogan was so heel he killed the company <laughs> <laughs> hogan got away with murder too <laughs> <laughs> oh hogan man effectively killed two companies the other ones is brain dead <laughs> god all we need now is for him to go to Get hired by Tony Khan. Uh, it's not gonna happen. He says he's, he's t- Tony Khan came out and said that uh, Hogan is banned from AEW. Oh, 
I might be a whole, I, you know, I wonder if it's because he's, you know, racist and everything. Uh, Hulk, <laughs> Hulk Hogan turned TNA into the Terry Schiavo wrestling organization. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so good. Oh, dear Lord. Um, so, yeah, good Triple H. Gravy. Um, so, I think. Thank you. <laughs> so, I think I agree with George. Other, You know, I said before, since 02, the constant has been Randy Orton. But since like 1998, like Hunter has always been there. Like always, he's been through everything. He's uh-huh. been through, you know, the uh, he he was through the new generation era. Then he was into the, to the transition to the attitude era, ruthless aggression, PG. Uh, God, he was there for everything. And the fact that now the guy is literally running the global show, is running this brand, and he's kind of helping us erase the last 12 years of mediocrity mm-hmm. is pretty friggin' cool. Like he's it's long, really, it's a long process, but it'll, it, it'll right. it, it's going to get to where everybody wants it to be. But it's wild that he's already showing us that. Yeah, it was a really bad product for about a decade under Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. And it's, and you know, from all accounts, from what we hear about, you know, how open he is to ideas. He, he's not, always screaming and yelling and changing scripts. And I just read today that um, most of the mid to top performers produce their own segments. God, when was the last wow. time we heard that? Oh, never. Um, That's such good shit. Letting workers do worker things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just amazing. But overall, man, look, I don't care who he's married to. You still got to go out there and get yourself over and you got to be damn good at it. And he was always that damn good. Um, he's everything that he calls himself. Um, you know, for the fact that people, and it always, it's the biggest thing that pisses me off in the world in wrestling is when people say that he has a golden show and then he buries people. Listen, fuckers, he has the worst like pay per view record ever. He has the most losses at WrestleMania of all time. So, mm-hmm. Look, if he's going to bury people, he would bury people at the biggest show of the year every year. No, yeah, isn't he like six and 13 at WrestleMania? He's like six like and like 16. Yeah, he, it's awful. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, Remember when he put over that young up and comer Ultimate Warrior? Yeah. Yeah. yeah people forget that bullshit. Um, yeah. I don't. Uh, I have <laughs> receipts. <laughs> uh so yeah my favorite wow. triple h match god it was so hard to run this down like i think i listed like eight before i finally narrowed it down um was no way out 2001 austin versus triple h three stages of hell oh uh, yeah that's mine too you guys call oh. each other <laughs> <laughs> no i'm dead serious but it was just it was god, a fantastic match. the story the entrances from start to finish they just beat the ever-living crap out of each other um, yeah, that's my, that's my number three is the game triple H. You know, what's really sick about this, uh, uh. that the two of you had the same number three, yeah. which is different from my number three. Uh. However, uh-huh. the favorite match is still the exact same match. Cause my number three is stone cold Steve Austin. Mm. Okay. Uh. That's sickening. I that all three of us it's have the so same great. match. That's why we do this. We'll put that out there. But I mean, I'm like the last guy to get the stone cold on my list. But it's <laughs> a, like we've said so much about it, and I don't even know what I can add that we haven't already. Yeah. But I am going to say that I mean, 
just as you said, Chris, when Austin was on top, you could not get away from him. You couldn't go anywhere. No. I mean, this dude, while he was champion, still had like a recurring role on Nash Bridges. I know. I know. <laughs> like, I, know. I mean, it was, it, it was great. It, it, it was great. And his Austin 316 speech at King of the Ring 96, greatest promo of all time. It has to be. I'll uh, say it. It has to be. A close number two being the uh, Hogan's uh, NWO promo at Bash of the Beach, which is like the next month. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like you never even saw the Sid Vicious promo where he asked to restart in the middle and they were like, oh, we're live. No, I prefer the one. No, I prefer the one where he goes out to his car and then just screams Goldberg and then yells, "Why me?" Or my favorite one when he's on live TV and Bret Hart goes to him and goes, "Come on, Sid, tell him you you know how you're getting screwed." And he yells, "I don't know shit, crybaby." <laughs> I also like the one where he talks about how he's got a small brain. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be. I may not. What, we, what was he? He's like, I, but I got half the brain you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm like twice the man you and I have half the brain that you do. And then like he, it was like he didn't pick up on it, but Hall and Nash did. Just laugh at him. Yeah. Drunk Scott Hall picked up on your flub, Sid. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're talking about we're, we're talking about Steve Austin, and, and you're absolutely right. If Austin, if Austin doesn't work as champ and take that essentially the, the entire world by storm. Yeah. WWE is, is a hundred percent out of business mm-hmm. and you can't help, but wonder if like Eric Bischoff doesn't think about how he let the biggest star in the industry just walk. And by let walk, I mean fire. Mm-hmm. I agree. He's probably sitting there like after like Austin, after Austin basically puts his company out of business, you think he said they're going, well, I backed the wrong horse. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Um, all right. My number two. Excuse me. Is, oh, Dean, I'm so sorry. Sorry. Your, num- you your, number, three. your number three was. I know. Triple H. I know. I know. <laughs> and, and, and Chris, Chris and George before you guys said it best. I mean, I just, I just thought Triple H was the coolest fucking dude in the world. Yeah. You know, so but, dude, but, you, get, you had Motorhead sing like all of your theme songs. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he wore a denim vest over a leather jacket. Exactly. And sometimes a leather vest over a denim jacket. Facts. He Always. and Shawn Michaels, pillar of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, peak. Peak fashion. Peak. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, uh, Christian, number two. All right. My number two is The Undertaker. Mm. Um, <clears throat> for as long as I've been watching professional wrestling. Mine, mine too. Yeah. Fair like enough, for, for as long as I've been watching wrestling, man, uh, Taker's been there. So it's. Um, I think he's the greatest creation in professional wrestling history. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand Even more than Hulkamania. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because Hulk changed, he had the change. Yeah, Undertaker could have stayed the Undertaker forever, and everyone would have loved it forever. I mean, it was like, but what what was so good about Ho- um, Undertaker though is as many to- as long as he was a dead man, he was different reincarnations of the dead man. Mm-hmm. He did so many different ways with it. Um, he wasn't just the same guy that came out in 91, right? So he wasn't um, the same dead man, you know, for like two years, he wouldn't even talk. And like, eventually he would cut his own promos and do all that stuff, but he changed. He, he always was like a different version of the undertaker. Um, as much as I love the American badass, I love big evil. Um, I just, it's always 
I mean, God, dude, this, I mean, 21 and 0 um, at WrestleMania, the streak should never have even ended. I mean, mm-hmm. I know hindsight's 2020. I don't care what Taker or what Vince says. I'm sure they regret it. Um, that's just something that'll never be topped. And I just look at this dude like, and I agree with, with Dean in the fact that he was like never like on the tippy tippy top for like a long time ever really until like the mid two thousands when he was running the ship on SmackDown, but he was like, still whenever he was on, you watched or like Mm -hmm. whenever you knew he was going to be on a pay-per-view, you watched that undertaker match. It was that entrance. It was the aura um, that this dude was there. And like what he was able to do as a six foot 10, 320 pound man, like only Brock can match that. Um, he, he he defied all logic for really how big did. men should be. Yeah. You know, you think of big men, you're thinking of, you know, guys like Vader or, you know, Sid or Diesel, you know, guys who just, you know, they lumber around, they have a couple, you know, yeah, they'll run the ropes a couple times. They'll hit a couple of big moves. That's it. But like Taker was just hitting the ropes. He was fucking hurtling them with yeah. room to spare. Yeah. Yeah. And he was that loyal soldier, man. Like they strapped him with so many bad fucking things. King Kong Bundy's Jimmy Snooker's mm-hmm. um, giant Gonzalez, giant Gonzalez, a Punjabi prison match with great Kali. Like yeah, he wasn't in that match though. It's just, <laughs> it was him and Batista, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think he did some other stupid shit with, with great Kali giant Gonzalez, like you said, but man, in between all of that, you got his rivalry with Brett. He had a good one. I mean, God, I think one of the greatest robberies ever is his 20 year robbery with Shawn Michaels. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, like the, the 20 year partnership and rivalry with Kane. Um, life, lifelong rivalry, Chris. Yeah, like, without, down the that's funeral right. home. That's right. Without <laughs> without Taker, there's no Kane. So it's, you know, we don't have that. And it's just, man, that dude. I mean, yeah, the last few years of his career were kind of tough to watch sometimes, but. Whenever they announced his name and he was performing somewhere, I was locked in, ready to mm-hmm. ready to watch. And I, you know, whether it was sad or it was awesome, I was there. Um, my favorite Undertaker match of all time is, to me, the greatest professional wrestling match of all time. Uh, WrestleMania 25 against Shawn Michaels. Uh, nice. Start to finish, story to end. Just, I'll use a term that Dean says. It's just literal perfection, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's my... Number two and my favorite uh, match. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna touch on it because uh, because because Taker is my number two. Also, mm-hmm. um, there was just something so cool about him. I mean, again, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a I'm a big horror fan anyway. You know, I, you know, it, 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 it's well documented. Mm-hmm. But there was just something so cool about you know this guy. You know, he works in the you know works in a funeral home and he's like, the Undertaker. And then yeah. when he you know transition, he's Lord of Evil. He's running the you know the the Ministry of Darkness. He's sacrificing Austin on a symbol <laughs> and trying to marry Stephanie symbol, in a, you know, in, in an unholy wedding. There's something We're too Stephanie. Like, like he was a heel and he was evil, but God, there was something so fucking cool about it and so captivating. And and growing up in a biker family, um, I thought the American Badass was a was a great fucking gimmick. I've always liked it. I still do to this day. I think it was great. Um, when it comes to favorite matches, I didn't really go with one that was like a five star banger mm-hmm. because I really just I, I went back and I was thinking about it. I'm like, you no, know, it's it's not a long match 
but the buildup and the execution were great. And it was him versus John Cena at WrestleMania. Oh yeah. Like, like it was a three minute match. It was a squash, but the buildup of Cena just calling him out week after week and then throwing shit up on his Instagram, like where he was, there were show like the one meme of the like the stick figure poking somebody saying, Come on, do something. Mm-hmm. Like Cena just kept calling out week after week, and then Cena's like, I bought a ticket to the show. It's like he didn't need to buy a ticket. You work for the company, you're already backstage. <laughs> you work there, John. Yes. But it was right. it was a three minute, it was everything we wanted. It was all the hits, it was all killer, no filler. Loved it. Agreed. Um, Dean, you're number two. George, you want to take a guess? Is it the brother? No. No, oh, that's probably your number one. Savage. Is your is your is it Shane Douglas? No, it's The Rock. Oh uh, wow, The Rock at two. Yeah, I, thought, yeah, I actually thought you already mentioned The Rock. So, mm-hmm. so um, I, I put The Rock at number two because he got Henry Cavill to come back as Superman. <laughs> <laughs> That no, fits. no, 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 but, but seriously, um, again, this is, this is a list that's kind of been brewing for two years in my head since we did our, our show. And I, I, I had the rock close to this, but when we do a lot of these older pay-per-views and stuff like that, which then makes me want to go watch other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you just watch just how good the rock truly was mm-hmm. like arguably the greatest guy, the greatest promo cutter of all time. You know, just the ridiculous shit, like when he was Hollywood Rock, just probably my favorite, my second favorite heel version of The Rock was that, because when he was coming out, burying Billy Gunn and, you know, the city of Toronto, $500 (laughs) shirt, you know, and then he was doing the, you know, I mean, I just, I love when he started singing like Smackdown Hotel and he's like, you know, down at the end of Jabroni Drive and, you know, where you need to go down to the corner of Jabroni Drive and know your old boulevard and smack and check yourself in a Smackdown Hotel and stuff like that. And they named the show after him, the sliding people's elbow and just, man, I I just, I just remembered how much I love The Rock as a Mm -hmm. professional wrestler, which is probably why I like him. I do enjoy a lot of his movies as an actor. So um, I just, I love him. Mm-hmm. I fucking love the rock. And you know, when he came back in 2011, I like legit had, like, I was like shaking, like, Me too. no, yeah. like, no joke. I was in the field in the army. I was watching it on my phone. Wow. And he came out and I was, I was like, literally like my hands were shaking. I was like, I could not believe the rock was back. Yeah. I couldn't. And it's still one of the greatest returns in the history of wrestling. Agreed. And yeah, I just, I just I love the guy um, and my favorite match. I've said it a million times. My favorite match with The Rock is is against Hogan at WrestleMania 18. I think it's I think it's the greatest WrestleMania match in the history mm-hmm. of the show. Just there was nothing like. I mean, the closest thing probably comes to in terms of magnitude is probably mm-hmm. Andre and Hulk. But like this was just another level. Like that crowd was just insane. They you mm-hmm. know. You got Hogan. I mean, we, we all know the story. I don't have to talk to him. That's my favorite yeah. rock match. Awesome. All right. Honorable <laughs> mentions uh, really quick for me. Yes. Is a uh, brother, uh, <laughs> Sasha Banks and Ray Mysterio. Hmm. Nice. Uh, my honorable mentions are uh, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. And surprise on this list, Chris Benoit. Nice. Hmm. <clears throat> um, I have Chris Jericho, Bret Hart uh, and Randy Savage for mine. 
okay. know it shocks people that Savage is in my top 10, but when you look back at his career, um, his career basically ended when he left WWF. I mean, the he game. had very little to do that was great in WCW and, you know, stuff like that. So as much as I love Savage and I'm, I'm, I'm a, I fly the flag of Randy being one of the goats, um, you know, he didn't do much in WCW mm-hmm. after the NWO formed. So yes. Yeah. Here's a here's an interesting stat about uh, Randy Savage. Randy Savage has been world champion six times, and every time he lost the belt was either to Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan. Dear God. And two of the times he lost to Hulk Hogan was after a one-day reign as champion. <laughs> awesome. Um, Jesus. All right. So we have seven minutes here. Let's see if we can wrap up our ones. Here we go. My number one. It's very easy. Everyone knows for anyone that's known me for 25 years is Shawn Michaels. Um, look, I thought you were going to say Brooklyn Brawler. Dear God, which yeah. version? Uh, um, I like the doink version of Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. <laughs> uh, I always like to say this about, about Michaels. If you guys want to talk about how runs in terms of, you know, not shit, but like <sighs> a run that's like unparalleled. So Michaels returned to the company prior to WrestleMania 19. So I'm going to go off. I'm going to do his WrestleManias from 19 to his retirement. 19, Jericho. 20, the greatest triple threat match of all time against uh, MSG, WrestleMania 20, Triple H, Benoit. 21, Kurt Angle. 22, Vince McMahon, which is legendary. 23, Cena. 24, Ric Flair. 25, 26, The Undertaker. Look, he's, he's he's the fucking greatest of all time. I mean, it's it's like that's the second half of his career, by the way. And, you know, it, it actually really angers me a lot when people don't mention him a lot during the Ruthless Aggression era because I think he's the best in the Ruthless Aggression era ever um, because that's from 03. 02, he arrived, which was the Ruthless Aggression era. He left at the end in 2010. Yeah. I, I mean, I just can't. I can't name anyone that's better um in that era so yeah my number one is hbk my favorite match of all time i could probably give you guys a list of 50 legitimately my favorite is a hell in a cell bad blood 2004 against triple h um the culmination of my favorite rivalry of all time so that's my favorite michaels match uh my number one also Shawn michaels uh chris and i call each other and compared our list to make sure we had the same one had the same numbers (laughs) um people could talk i mean like i i know like the Miz and Seth Rollins are the only two-time Grand Slam champions <laughs> in the company, but nobody can say that they have two Hall of Fame careers. Correct. And that's and and, and Sean's the only guy that does it because you know pre-98 is Hall of Fame career when he mm-hmm. came back after 2002, 2010, also Hall of Fame career. I mean, Chris, you said it all. I really don't have too much more to add to it because I mean when you talk about Sean, you have such a passion in your eyes and your voice that I, <laughs> whatever I say is going to sound like blithering dog shit. So I'm not going to bother trying to add to it. Show one uh, day and you'll get your chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say my, my favorite Michaels match. And it was, it, it hasn't changed uh, as it was when we did this show back on Bulletverse. It's the one hour match against John Cena, a Monday night Raw. God in, in England. Great match. In England. Yeah. God, that was such Very a match. friggin' banger, man. Um, all right, Dean, number one. It's Hogan. Wow. Player. Good for you. That's, yeah, I mean, it's, I understand. It's, yeah, I'll I mean, I understand. I was a massive Hulkamaniac fan as a kid. Um, <clears throat> when we re- when I 
really kind of got back into wrestling um, with just by doing hot tag and stuff like that. And I think we did a really older podcast show and it kind of made me revisit a lot of the, the main events with Hogan and, and Mania. And you just go, I mean, he, he's he not, the, not the best in-ring performer in the world, but he's, he's the greatest of all time in the, the business has ever seen just in terms of magnitude and star power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, favorite match, it's got to be against Andre. Mm. It's, it's just got to be. When he body slams him and drops that elbow, that, that leg Oh, yeah, the, the business the, the, changed the, forever. The place, the place just erupts like, a, like, a, like a, a, an earthquake, and it's just, you know, it changed, it changed the business forever. And, um, <clears throat> you know, without him, you don't have Sean. You don't mm-hmm. have... You don't have Austin, Austin, all Rock. those guys. It, yeah. it, it all, it all, come, it all starts from Hogan. And he has a lot of backstage politics with Hogan. And we joke, you know, the brother, you know, and that don't work for me, brother, and stuff like that. But it's just as Hulk Hogan himself. And he changed the business twice because the NWO is the second greatest thing he ever did compared to Sam and Andre. And mm-hmm. he changed the business forever again. So, and then of course, he, he, you know, going over Randy Orton at SummerSlam was, you know, a fantastic choice <laughs> but uh it's it's to me it's just gotta be it's just gotta be it is hogan i right it is it's just, yeah. it's just yeah that's all all right boys thank you so much that was brother, phenomenal brother. um hot tag podcast on instagram uh we'll post a show probably tomorrow morning we're doing this on wednesday so thursday morning uh look for this new episode hope you guys really enjoy it uh next week i don't exactly know what we're going to do yet we will let you guys know on the hot tag podcast uh instagram story i'll post that we'll talk about it and kind of wrap our heads around what's next um all right i'm chris c francesco that's george rogers and dean holes apple and we'll catch you guys on the road have a great rest of your weekend weekend bye-bye